welcome to the Nutra Narratives podcast. I am your host, Gigi Naval. My guest for today is Megan Demerit. She is a registered dietitian and works for the consulting firm Optimal RDN Solutions. Hello, Megan. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I am so glad you're here with me. Welcome to the Nutra Narratives podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a while since I've seen you. I know, it's been a while. Graduation a couple years ago. Right, exactly. So true. And it's always exciting for me to see our graduate students and to hear how how well they're doing now. And I really want to find more about all that you've been up to. I know. I'm excited to share with you. Great. So let's see. You actually graduated in 2016 with your master's, mm -hmm. but in 2015, you graduated with your bachelor's. I did. Yes. Okay. So not too long after that, you took this big exam. Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that big exam was the board's. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty quickly. As soon as I, as soon as I got the confirmation that I could take it, I scheduled it right away. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I love to just pause on that time that you took the exam because you're the only person that I've ever heard say this. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to take, you know, this exam, which on average, the rest of us probably take like two, two hours, two and a half. But for me, it took me four something because I took it the old-fashioned way, so <laughs> paper and pen. Yes, it took me 40 minutes or so, 45 tops, and I was rushing through it, but I felt like I knew most of the questions, and I was just powering through it, but I was shaking the whole time, and I, I could feel my teeth chattering. Oh. It was very nerve-wracking, but I knew the ones I knew, and then the ones that I thought I didn't know, I thought that they were like the fake test questions, so I just <laughs> threw them away and thought, whatever, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't take like the break that you're offered or anything. I just went straight through, and I didn't have very many that to, like I needed to take notes on or do math for. I think I'm, I was very lucky. Lucky, but I knew most of the questions right when they popped up very quickly. You must have had some incredible way of studying for that, for not having to say, okay, I'm going to go back to that one or I'm going to take notes and then I'll go back. Yeah. Your method, you must have had this incredible method. I did what everyone else told me to do. I took Gene Inman. I okay. felt like I knew Gene Inman front to back. I read it like four times and then I also listened to the CDs in the car. Mm. But a year before taking the exam, I downloaded an app and it was like $20. It's just called the RD exam app. And I think it had 1,200 questions on it. And I just started clicking through um, in my spare time. And that was the only other way I studied, just Jane Inman in this app. And wow. <laughs> I mean, it did we well. <laughs> it was very yeah, it, it really did you well. <laughs> For you to have that that strong confidence going oh, into yeah. taking the exam. Yeah, I was very excited. About <laughs> I mean, we're usually just happy to pass the exam, mm -hmm. but to pass it in like record taking time. <laughs> Woo. I know, it was very exciting. <laughs> wow, congratulations to you for that. 
Thank you. I hopefully I never have to take it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm sure you won't ever have to. Yes. Still do a continuing education now. Moving on. Yes. So true. So important. Mm-hmm. So then right after that, you found out you passed. What was the next step for you? So actually before graduation or passing my exam, I was very nervous about finding a job. So I actually started putting out applications before I had even scheduled my exam. And I pretty much just got responses saying, call me when you pass. And so a couple of the jobs that said, call me when you pass, I literally reached out to them the day that I passed. And one of them, um, I ended up getting hired the next week and I was practicing and in buildings um, the following week. And then the other one, I was working at Pomona Valley Hospital, and it takes a little bit longer to get hired at hospitals. So within a month, I had scheduled an interview, and then a job offer took a little longer. But yeah, um, that one, I then ended up getting hired more um, late summer. But yeah, I I, um, started working as quickly as possible. And the job that I got very quickly was as a consultant dietitian, where I was in a rehab facility, um, one or two days a week. And it was really convenient because I was in the master's program still and it worked around my school schedule really well. And that was the one that I got immediately after passing. Nice. But I did have two jobs in my last, um, my master's program year. And it was awesome being able to practice while still learning and, you know, doing our research project and taking oh, true. our um, further into our sciences. Um, it was definitely a balancing act, but it was worth it to be able to work for that whole year of school and everything like that. So I loved doing that. I, it's a good memory for me. You know? I, I am so happy to hear that it was a positive, good memory for you. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm just going to backtrack just a little bit. You also got married. I did. (laughs) While being in school. Yeah. So the year, the, so the BS program is two years and I got married in between the two years. (laughs) Nice. And I remember that day was just so spectacular with where you got married, your whole entourage, being a part of that, seeing you get married to Rob, your husband. Mm -hmm. That was such an honor for us faculty to witness that. Oh, well, I was so happy to have you guys there. You guys had, even now, are such big parts of my life. I, I think back to all of the, the classes and the experiences that I had with you guys. So I'm so, I'm so glad that you guys were there with me. <laughs> experiencing Thank you. Of course. Thank you. And then you had to work because then then you and your husband switched places, but did he start going to school after you graduated Mm -hmm. from your bachelor's or master's or was it after? It was after my master's that, um, uh, that he went into school a little bit further. He chose to become an engineer. We both during school kind of changed our majors a couple of times, but then (laughs) he kind of said, I'm going to be an engineer. And that school I would compare to nutrition school. It was very intense And, you know, working during that sort of program is just not possible sometimes. And I didn't have to do that during my undergrad, and I didn't expect him to do that. Uh So very quickly, as soon as I could support us, I did. Mm. So, And I was happy to do that because, you know, I I personally didn't have to work in my undergrad, and a lot of people don't have that option. Right. Um, So I was happy to be able to do that for him. 
Great. What a great team, the two of you are. A great partnership. Thank you. And so let's see. So your two jobs that you had for the masters, mm-hmm. you had two jobs during that last year. Yes. And then you kept it after you graduated or you transitioned to something else. So I kept in the same realm. I continued to be a consultant. That was a job that I kept for almost three years. I think it was like two and a half years that I continued to be a consultant after I got that job. Um, But unfortunately, where I was practicing as an acute care dietitian, they did not have a a full-time position available for me. And there wasn't going to be one available. I couldn't wait and have a full-time job there in the near future. So I then just started looking around for full-time clinical nutrition jobs. And I found one at Riverside Community Hospital. And it was a really good opportunity because they were were a trauma center. They are a trauma center. They're a transplant center. So making the move from Pomona to Riverside was a really good choice for me. And uh, I got really, really good experience there. I was full-time there for two years while still being a consultant part-time on the side to help make, make ends meet. And um, it was a really good experience for me. Um, I got that little bit of time of acute care under my belt that, you know, my professors always said that we should get. And yes, <laughs> true. They do. Exactly. <laughs> they're, I, they're still telling their current oh, students yeah. that. It's a, good, it's a good thing to do because I know if, if I ever need a job, it's a good thing to fall back on because I think I ended up with three years experience total in acute care before leaving it completely. And, um, but I knew really quickly, um, being in that setting in the acute care setting while still being in the rehab setting at the same time, being a consultant, I knew it wasn't my long-term passion or goal to, to be an acute care dietitian. Um, so I made the decision to just become a consultant full-time instead and work mostly in rehab. Fantastic. that was kind of my path at the time. Okay, very good. And then you decided, hmm, there should be a change or? So when I then chose to become a consultant full-time, my boss at the time was going to place me in a building where I was going to be a full-time in-house dietitian. So I wasn't going to be going to the other buildings. I would be 100% at one building. And during the interview for me to get put into that building, um, my, the administrator at the time, instead of signing me on as a consultant, offered me a full-time in-house job. And it was hard to leave my consulting company that I had worked for for so long. And my boss, Mm, she such a mentor for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, I was offered benefits and it was very close to home and it was, I talked about it with my family and my husband a lot and we just made the decision that at the time it was the best choice for me. Right. Um, so I did decide to become like an in-house. I worked for this facility full-time as their employee and instead of leaving acute care completely, I continued to work per diem for them where I continue to work a couple hours a week at the hospital just to maintain my experience. So I did that for a while. I didn't consistently work like every single week, but I, I worked enough so I could still feel like I had, I was getting good experience there. Nice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm going to just 
pause for a moment on that ability that you had, you made this connection with your boss at your first job that she was truly a mentor to you. Not everybody has that type of person in their lives. Mm-hmm. It and was so valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what a blessing. It was, it, it was awesome. And I mean, the nature of being a consultant, you normally you're super independent and you're forced to be independent. And I would go months without seeing my boss, but wow. I knew that I had her as a resource to me. Um, if anything came up at my building and, you know, she had been practicing as a dietitian for years and years and years. And I knew that I could always go to her with any problems. And then even when I left her and, um, you know, being an in-house, the only dietitian there, I still reached out to her, um, quite a few times saying, Hey, this is going on with my patient. Um, what can I do and what should I do? <laughs> and she mm-hmm. was more than willing to talk with me and um, guide me through some of these problems long after I had left her. So yeah. wow. keeping that relationship with her was really invaluable. Okay. Yes, definitely. So then what was the next step? So it, it was really convenient that I kept good, a really good contact with this old boss because <laughs> I... I, in the time being an in-house dietitian, me and my husband, uh, my husband graduated from college. Um, we moved, we bought a house in Lake Arrowhead and I started feeling like an itch to not be in the same place every day and to go back to consulting because I missed the flexibility and I missed being in different places every day. And I just, I called her one day and I said, Hey, I'm I'm wanting to consult again. And she hired me back the next day. I mean, I had a job offer in my email, um, the day after I called her. So it's incredible testament to keeping good relationships with old bosses and old contacts. And I went back to consulting a couple of I want to say eight or nine months ago now, um, earlier this year, okay. and um, it's been amazing. I, it was literally everything that I missed um, about wow. health, and and it's it seriously has just been the best decision for for me. And now um, my schedule and my home life is just so much better now. I really love that you shared that valuable lesson to not burn any bridges with anybody because you you never know if it's time to get back together again, work together again. And this is such a great example. It it really is. And it was like, even though I had kept contact here and there with her, um, just kind of like texting questions and whatnot. When I called her, it was like I had never stopped working for her. And she she was ready to, to take me back as an employee. And it was, it really just shows like how great of a person she was. And, you know, it was awesome to be able to just easily find another job like that because that can always be nerve-wracking getting back into the job market after having a job for a while Um, so it really took the stress out of that for me so nice wow so you know I always say everybody is different when it comes to nutrition (laughs) but I think it also applies to different types of dietitians. Mm -hmm. And so there are people that like to stay in the same place, go to the same place day after day. But it's so neat to hear you say, I really miss going to a job where 
I am supposed to go to a different location mm-hmm. oh, every yeah. single time. I and that's the beauty that. of consulting. It really is. And it's more flexible and um, you get to know so many different people and um, just seeing the way different facilities and different rehab facilities work is so interesting to me. And we're getting new buildings all the time and being put into to brand new nursing homes that they're changing the way that rehab is done completely. And so seeing really? that um, be done in front of my eyes is just crazy. And seeing the way the food services run at these brand new buildings that are just opening is awesome for me. That is so exciting. So even the way nutrition is being delivered exactly to, yeah. to patients, that's changing in front of your eyes from when you started there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Even in the couple of years that I've been practicing, it's a, it's totally different. What is one thing that you could think of that's somewhat different now that's improving well, for, for the patients? Oh yeah. So, so care, not even just nutrition care, but it's obviously very pertinent to nutrition care is very patient focused right now. Mm. So before it would be what the doctor says goes and now it's what the patient says goes. Oh, so we, I love that. Before we, we would have a diet order and we would have to carry out that diet order for the patient no matter what, or the patient shouldn't be there. Okay. Now, if the patient wants whatever food they want, they can have whatever food they want, no matter the texture, no matter the diet, as long as we're educating them and doing everything in our power to keep them safe and healthy, Mm -hmm. they have the right to do and eat whatever they want. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure you probably have like stroke patients maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So they have swallowing difficulties. Mm -hmm. But if like a uh, speech therapist said that it has to be this texture, but the patient doesn't want it, mm-hmm. just as long as they don't aspirate, then they yep. get. And as long as they've been educated on the risks and consequences of eating that food, okay. they, they can make their choice. And, and as long as they're aware of the, <laughs> the consequences that can come from it, they, they can make that choice for themselves and, and eat that food. <laughs> that is definitely different. Yeah, it really is where before it wasn't like that. The doctors were the end-all say-all, and now the patients are the end-all say-all. Okay, okay. And do you feel that they're listening more, though, to the, the dietitians too? Are actually responding to even the dietitians now in the rehab system? Yeah, I feel like we're less scary. We're not like the food police now. Um, where beautiful, we, exactly, it's <laughs> wonderful. Where we're more so there to just let them know of the options that they have um, being in in the rehab facilities and what what we can offer them. And I know at least where I'm at now, the patient most of the patient's goals is to go home. So there's a lot more education involved, more so than just monitoring them. Um, oh, okay. So it, it's different. It's definitely different now. That's very exciting. And I'm so happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And it's, it's great to be able to see it happen, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Okay. So now I'm going to go back to your career. <laughs> so there has been even a shift on what you're doing now. Yeah. So like I said, I went back to consulting this year in the spring, I'd say. And then over summer, my boss kind of just started like saying little things here and they're like, Hey, you know, like I'm going to change my business model and I'm going to let some people buy in. 
and to become partial owners with me. I, I really want to split up the tasks a little more and um, bring a couple people in. And um, it, it kind of at first I was like, oh, I don't know. But uh-huh. um, after talking with my family and my husband, because it's a long-term decision to be a partial owner of a company. And I mean, it's I had a big decision. Been, yeah, I haven't been anywhere for longer than two or three years other than with this current company. Um, so yeah, ever since August, we have been in the the works of having me sign paperwork and buy in and start taking over administrative tasks from my boss. And wow. so starting in January, I'll be partial owner of this company that I've been working for. And it's amazing. I'm so excited. Ah, a big congratulations Thank to you. you. It's, it's been amazing being able to not just see patients, but also see like the back end of running a business and hiring people and the different regulations involved of having a consulting company. It's, it's been so incredibly interesting. A learning curve, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, place. I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. But having that mentor and that yeah. boss to talk me through things of why I'm doing what I'm doing and when I should be doing certain things as an owner um, has been invaluable, really. Oh, Megan, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Just oh, incredibly you. proud of you. I, I had always seen you as this hardworking student mm-hmm. and, and you have this in you that when you have a plan, when you want to reach a goal, you go for it. You don't let anything stop you. Mm-hmm. And that is what has made you so successful. Thank you. It's been, it's been such a journey after school, but it's been so worth it. Excellent. But I know you keep your life very balanced too. Yeah. And I know since the days you were at school, you and your husband had always loved the great outdoors. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So I believe where you live now enhances that that love for the outdoors even more. Yes, definitely. So do you still go hiking, camping, that type of thing? Yeah. So since we moved to the mountains, we pretty much hike or do something every weekend. Um, We live within walking distance of a couple really, really good trails and um, we have continued to backpack and there's a biking um, facility right next to us too. But then you know, it's, it's December, so it's winter. We go um, snowboarding like every weekend. Um, there's <laughs> always something to do up here. And so life uh, is never dull up there. Exactly. And that's why we moved here though, to really be, be like weekend warriors and enjoy our weekends completely and fully. That is great. So because you are a seasoned hiker, what <laughs> tips do you have? Nutrition tips that people should embrace when they go on long day hikes and even backpacking. Oh, yeah. So fueling properly is obviously really important. And I um, obviously before hiking, it's important to eat, eat enough and eat enough of the right food to fuel your your big hike. Because I mean... I mean, even now I don't like going out for a little hikes. <laughs> I want, I want some distance under my boots. So uh, <laughs> good for you. So a lot of times I, before I really got into nutrition more, I felt like I would just eat like a big bowl of oatmeal 
or like a lot of food to fuel for this long hike because I'm going to be burning calories the whole time. But I learned more as time has gone on that the, it's more you want to have a nutrient-dense smaller meal that can help fuel you for the hike. So normally what me and my husband have are an egg with a piece of toast with a little bit of butter on it or <laughs> I really like those perfect bars. They're pretty small, but they have a lot of calories and fat and protein in them. So, cause I mean, a lot of the packs that we wear has, um, like it wraps around your stomach a little bit. And I remember there have been times that I've eaten too much before going on the hike and I just feel like I want to rip, <laughs> rip it off. My <laughs> but I need it there for support. Yeah, so, yeah. Those are a couple of ways before the hikes we were able to feel properly, but still not feel like weighed down. And then it's the same concept during the hike. Um, I, I pack a ton of snacks for us because I never want to be hungry. Um, <laughs> That's a good rule. You never want to be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I, I really like like dried apple slices. Those are really light <clears throat> and have a lot of calories in them. And then I, I'm a believer in the energy gels. <laughs> I eat yes. those. I know they're for running, but I, yeah. I have a couple of them um, on the hike because they're easy to eat when we're walking as well. Oh, definitely. You know, I could definitely understand that because in running, when I used to do marathons, it's like, I don't want to chew my food. I want to conserve my energy. Exactly. And so I'm sure it's and the same thing. Exactly. Same thing for hiking. You want to conserve your energy. So taking that gel is really quick. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a good amount of calories and electrolytes to get in really quickly without, I mean, uh, like when you're constantly hiking uphill, I also think of like my breathing. And yes. it's something that it doesn't interfere with as well, because you're also at higher altitudes as well. Um, we we tend to bring um, lunch on our hikes too, and one of mine and my husband's favorite like lunch snack sort of things is I take a tortilla and I um, smear Nutella and peanut butter in it, and that way it's it doesn't matter if it gets squished because it's all uh -huh. going in a little bag anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. That sounds so delicious though. It is. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> like a dessert lunch. It's, it's really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, that's like typically what we eat on our hikes. Excellent. Wow. And then hydration. Mm -hmm. I know it's not like a hike that's several days, but when you go on a long hike, what do you do? Carrying water on you or bring a water filter? How do you solve that? We normally, situation? just because of, I mean, we're like in the Southern California mountains. So really other than a month out of the year, there's not that much water available. So we don't get a lot of use out of our water filter. We okay. just bring enough for the hike, then we have dogs. We have to bring enough for our dogs. They can't them. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then we always have enough to um, like really drink enough water afterwards as well. But yeah, we just have big, huge bladders that we put three liters of water in, depending on how far we're going. And wow. Then we have extra little water bottles for our dogs too. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yes, because water has weight to it. So it's like, you have to be mindful of how much fluid you're bringing on you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And as the hike goes on, your bag gets lighter and you're mm. hopefully walking downhill by then. Right. And 
And then you get to go drink more water in the car. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you and Rob are still doing oh, yeah. hikes and with the dogs. And I'm sure oh, yeah. they love it. <laughs> they love it a lot. I, I bet they're one of like the best fit dogs in in town because they're always hiking with you. Oh so. yeah, they, they love it though, but they poop out pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, what are their names? Uh, the, I have a golden retriever named Bailey and an Australian shepherd named Bash. Oh, Bailey and Bash. Yes, they're cuties. <laughs> I think I saw one of them back there. Which yeah. one was that? She, she wanted to bring me a ball. <laughs> Oh, and play. Exactly. <laughs> How cute. Yeah, they're sweet. Aw. All right. So can you please share with us three personal nutrition tips that you follow yourself on a regular basis? Okay. Mm-hmm. So my first one that I feel is the most important because I do it every single day. Okay. I have at least one incredibly healthy nutrient dense meal per day. Okay. So I obviously as a dietitian and as a healthy human, I want to have three, I want to have three plus snacks, nutrient dense meals to fuel my body every day. That's the goal. But in all reality, especially around this time of year, it's about to be Christmas in a few days. It was just Thanksgiving a few weeks ago. Sometimes I can't fit that in. And sometimes that is reality. Realistic. Exactly. So for example, on Thanksgiving, when I know I was going to be eating a lot of pie and everything that my family was bringing to me, um, Mm. I made a really delicious, beautiful green smoothie in the morning for me and my husband. Because I, ah. if all else fails during the day, I can at least think to myself, I had a really healthy breakfast or I ate that really healthy smoothie. And it, it makes it so that way I don't ever fall off the bandwagon completely. I have something really healthy every day. It's like, it's normally my green smoothie, if I'm going to be honest. Yes, yes. And I do those too every day too. So I totally embrace that. So, I mean, it, it just helps me stay on track with everything. And it's, it's like a, a liquid multivitamin is how I think of it. And I fix it for me and my husband to make sure that we're fueling properly for at least one meal a day. Yeah, no, that's great. It's like a whole food liquid multivitamin. Exactly. (laughs) That's how I think of it, too. And I mean, it helps um, as the day goes on. If I've had uh, not the healthiest lunch and then it leads to an unhealthy dinner, breakfast is always coming. And Mm -hmm. that's when I'm going to get back with it. (laughs) So good. So good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that one. What about number two? So my next one is more about like blood sugar control and how I can help um, myself with cravings and blood sugar crashes throughout the day. And mm-hmm. it's actually something that I, I probably learned from you. When oh. We were in NFT. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, such a good memory. Yes. It's uh, um, kind of eating more like I'm a diabetic and yeah. it's eating enough protein and fat with any form of carbohydrate that I have during the day. Um, like for example, if I just cut myself up an apple, I know I'm going to have some, um, a high blood sugar pretty quickly after if I don't pair it with a good source of protein. So I try to have it with a piece of cheese or a little bit of peanut butter. So that way it's more satiating for me and it helps me, um, kind of regulate my blood sugar better. And, 
I mean, it's a good thing to stick to anyway, because it's we, so true. Exactly. Yeah. We don't need to have diabetes to to eat a balanced diet with protein at every meal. Mm -hmm. So I, I like yeah. that you're taking that and, and adopting it because really exactly. those who have diabetes are just basically eating healthy. Exactly. <laughs> They're eating away. We all should maintaining our blood sugar levels. Mm -hmm. And I, and anytime you may not realize it, but if you have a higher low blood sugar, uh, we can mm. fix it really easily. And a lot of people don't really think of that, but I mean, it's something I educate diabetics on all the time and that I think other people could practice really easily. Oh, good point. I really like that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. And then last but not least. So my last one is more of a diet mentality and to really not have a diet mentality. Oh, bingo. <laughs> it's being very, very forgiving of myself and to not be too hard on myself. Um, like I said, um, about having the one nutrient dense meal per day, I, I don't, I don't have an all or nothing attitude about food. I always, um, try to be forgiving if I, um, eat not the best <laughs> for a couple of days a week. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm always going to get back on it and have that one nutrient dense meal per day and move on. It's, there's no point to dwell on Thanksgiving. That was a couple weeks ago. There's no point to dwell on the cookies that I ate last weekend. I got to move on and <laughs> I got to move forward. <laughs> and um, there's no point to make myself feel bad or over-exercise to to maintain uh, any sort of health status, you know, I've, um, I just feel like being forgiving of myself and moving on instead of dwelling on it is a good attitude to have. <laughs> you can so easily get hung up on little things that you're eating here and there and really getting down on yourself, especially this time of year, um, right. being around the holidays. I just, that it, it kind of helps eating that one nutrient dense meal per day because I, it's like a do-over every morning. You get to start over and yes, again. <laughs> hey, exactly. It, just like the verse in the Bible where it says God's mercies are new every morning. Well, there we go. We are given mercy every day exactly. to start over. <laughs> yes, and so I've I've always felt that way, and I mean it's hard to get around to. I mean, so many people can get really hung up on things and just forgiving, letting it go and moving on is the best attitude to have. I really embrace that. That is such a healthy attitude for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and when did you actually, I, I just love it. When did you actually start taking that attitude on? Was it always something built into you or was it something that you thought I'm going to change this? No, I think I, I remember it was bad because I was in nutrition school, but before I got married, I had, it wasn't even, I, I wanted a weight that I was supposed to be at on my wedding day. And I used an app and I counted my calories. And if I went over it more than my one cheat day a week, I would not allow myself to eat and I would exercise so that way I would fit into that amount of calories. And it, oh my gosh, I very quickly, after we got married, went back to the weight that I, I was more comfortable at. And oh, wow. uh, I knew that it was not the way I was supposed to be being. And uh -huh. so, um, yeah, that, it kind of sprouted from that because I didn't yeah. feel good. <laughs> I felt yeah. really awful. And I knew that the weight that I had set that goal for myself was not the weight that I was meant to be at. I was uncomfortable. Okay. 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 Yeah. 
but that is so healthy that you were able to determine that that mm-hmm. this this isn't right for me this isn't healthy for me yeah and it's, i'm going to change yeah. my whole mindset so that i can enjoy my new life with my husband i'm so glad you you took that on oh yeah yeah and i mean i wasn't like I wasn't the size of a pencil by any means, but for my body frame and how much I should be eating for my um, exercise level, it was not how I should be eating. And so me realizing that and continuing to go in school and thinking, I'm going to be a dietitian. That should, that can't be how I am. Um, yeah. It was easy for me to adopt that, that practice into my lifestyle. Yeah. And, and because you have experienced it and you've, been there not feeling good mm-hmm. and now you are in this place where oh I am so much more energetic I am so much more at peace with myself mm-hmm. I love that you're able to be able, you're able to pass that on yeah to yeah. others oh yeah thank you I love all all your personal tips that you've shared with us oh thank you So, Megan, what about if there are some dietetic students that might want to contact you and say, how did you study for that RD exam? (laughs) Is there some way that they can reach out to you, be in contact with you, or not just dietetic students, Mm -hmm. others? Mm -hmm. So, I have an Instagram. It's Megan underscore demerit. And I will give you my email so that way people can reach out to me. Because, I mean, the RD exam, I know a lot of people going into it get incredibly nervous and Mm -hmm. applying for jobs. I have a lot of advice about that as well. And anyone that has any kind of questions about my career or where I went with it and how they could end up in the same sort of position as me, they could just email me or contact me. Okay, great. I will definitely put your email address in the show notes so that people can go there and your Instagram handle. Because to me, you are this this role model that a lot of people can look up to, dietitians. And I know that because you have been mentored so well, I already see your heart for mentoring others. And and I know you're already doing that. (laughs) I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. And I appreciate you and everything that you taught me and the other faculty as well. I'd like to give Megan a big thank you for recording this conversation a second time with me. Yes, you heard that right. I made a big mistake or really a big boo-boo and did not press record. So we had a great time in conversing with each other and it was not recorded and Megan graciously obliged to recording the conversation once again with me. So thank you, Megan. So if you want to know more about Megan and her husband's outdoor adventures and travels, as well as some new recipes to try, then go to Megan's blog at pinespeaksandpeanutbutter.com. You can also follow Megan on Instagram at Megan underscore D-E-M-E-R-I-T-T. You can find her email address in the show notes. We hope you have been inspired and encouraged by listening to Megan's narrative today. Please join us on another episode of the Nutra Narratives podcast.